The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, everyone. I am your host, Fred Houston, and you are on the Stone and Tile Show. I wish everybody a good evening, a good afternoon, and probably in some parts of the country, a a good morning. Or if you're listening to this on the podcast, as opposed to being here live, good whatever time of day it is. Anyway, uh, today I decided to talk about a subject that's a little bit controversial uh, for some. For others, it's not very controversial. And let me let me explain why. I want to talk about this subject. And lately I've been doing a lot of inspection work and I'm looking at failed stone installations. And these failed stone installations have nothing to do with the way they're installed, have nothing to do with the installer, have nothing to do with the way the the client may be taking care of the material, but has everything to do with the selection of stone. Now, I know I'm going to tick off a lot of suppliers out there that happen to sell these materials. And I want to discuss why I don't think some of these materials shouldn't be used in certain locations and, 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 and what I've discovered through, through these many years of looking at some of these installations where particular types of stone shouldn't be used for particular types of application. Now, let me tell you how this all got started. This, this past week, I got a telephone call from a client that had some limestone in a steam shower and well actually they didn't have it in the steam shower yet they wanted to put it in a steam shower and this particular installer that called me said fred i'm not going to recommend this to my customer and my customer won't listen to me you know what can i do in order to uh to stop them what can i can i do well i have seen limestone after limestone after limestone used in not only steam showers but in wet areas in general and for the most part, for the most part, limestone is not a good choice for steam showers. Now, up with a disclaimer here. And you have to remember in our industry, particularly in the stone side of the industry, there's an exception to every rule that we talk about. So when I use the word limestone, I mean, there are some limestones out there that are very, very durable, have, you know, really good uh, uh absorbency, well, not good absorbency, but ones that don't absorb very, very well, uh, but they're far and few between. A lot of the limestone materials that are being sold out there and being placed in showers, particularly steam showers, are not appropriate. Now, I'm going to tell you why here in a second, but let me give the phone number out because I would love to know your opinions on this, uh, good or pro, pro or con. So the call in number is 323 Eight seven zero three nine six eight. That's three two three eight seven zero three nine 
1-800-242-5568. If you want to send me an email, that's fine as well. The email address is fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to limestone and why why I'm so adamant about uh, most of the limestones not being used in, in, a, in a wet area, especially a, a steam shower. First of all, a little bit of geology. Limestone is a sediment sedimentary type type stone, uh, which means it's formed by settling. And and when it settles, it has not only all this aggregate that that comes out of the out of the the water, but it has biologicals in it. It has shells. It has coral. It even has uh, you know the local debris in there and, and and whatever else is in there. So it's, it's it's an accumulation of a lot of different materials, not just the mineral itself. And as we all know, you know, limestones can be dolomite or they can be calcium and base, but it has all these other minerals uh, as well as all this other organic material that's actually compressed into the limestone. Well, the reason that's an issue is that when that particular material is subject to water, some of this is very soluble in water. So we have some limestones that have very soft clays within them. And when they're exposed to water, what they do is they start to break down, they erode, and you end up with a, a shower wall, for example, that has all these holes and pits and spalling in them, just from the nature of the material itself, not necessarily the water's bad, the water's got a high pH, a low pH, their shampoos they're using. Let's disregard all that. Let's disregard you know, improper maintenance, let's disregard, you know, installations that aren't done properly. Let's say everything is done perfectly. We still have failures and we have these deteriorations and failures because of the nature, because of the buildup of the material. So with these minerals that are in the limestone, as well as the biological and organic material that's in there, uh, you have iron. And certain limestones have enough iron that when they're exposed to water, they start to oxidize. They start to oxidize and they start to rust. So another reason why, and I can't tell you how many times I've run across this. Now, we also see this in white Carrara, and I'll get to that in in a minute. But for right now, we're basically talking about limestones. Uh, Another reason is limestones are generally very porous. So you might say, well, Fred, that's not an issue. Because what I'll do is I'll put a good impregnator on that limestone and the problem will be solved. Well, I've had this discussion in some of my other shows. I've actually wrote an article about it. And that is the problem with that. And I'm not going to get into detail. I'm just going to kind of roughly go over it. Is that most of the impregnators out there, and you hear this word all the time, are breathable. Uh, You may hear the word vapor transmission, which means steam, especially in a a steam shower, uh, is a vapor. And it will go right through these impregnators. You know, the impregnators designed to repel water, not vapor. So the vapor is a gas. It's going to go through these materials. And when that vapor goes into the into the stone through, let's say you do seal it, it goes into the stone through the sealer into the stone. And now the shower gets turned off, and the temperature changes, and you have a thing called condensation. So what happens there is the moisture now becomes a liquid. It goes from a gas to a liquid within the stone. It starts reacting with some of the soluble materials within the limestone, and it starts eroding and eating away at the stone itself. And you end up with either powdered, powdery stone, soft stone, soft spots in the stone, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a, another thing that happens with uh, limestones. Now, as I had mentioned, steam showers tend to be, be the worst because of the this, this steam issue. All right, let's, let's talk about another issue when it comes to not only limestones, but, but 
any kind, any kind of stone. And that is this classification system that the Natural Stone Institute has. And everybody's heard of it. Uh, if you're in the business, you know, class A's are very sturdy material. And you go B, C, you know, right on down to D. Most of your limestones fall into the C and D category. Travertine, for example, is a limestone. It's not a marble. I know a lot of people call travertine a marble. It is not a marble. It is a limestone. And if you look at the design manual from the Natural Stone Institute, it clearly states that class A and B stones are to be used in interior wet areas and to avoid C and D materials. Most of the limestones out there, not all of them, are considered a C and D material. So they're really, really uh, not appropriate for those for those types of materials. So be careful when you're talking about this, this classification because this classification is not an indication of the quality of the material. The classification system was designed back in the, I believe it was the 1950s by the then Marble Institute. Uh, actually, I think back then it was called something like the Marble Dealers Institute or Association or something, something of that nature. And someone can correct me if I'm wrong there, but anyway. And it was designed to help to tell fabricators how much repair work, how much filling they had to do to this particular material. So if you had a, a classified A marble or limestone, and for our purposes, we're talking marble and limestones interchangeable here when it comes to this classification system, that told you there was very little work that had to be done to it. As you went to a B, maybe a little bit of filling, and then a C or D, you had to do a lot of filling, a lot of repair, a lot of natural inclusions, uh, fissures, if you will, in the, in, the, in the material. So don't ever mistake that classification system as a as a issue of the quality of that material because remember folks we're dealing with natural stone okay uh, we didn't make it so we can't blame us uh, you know for 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 making it we we didn't make it, it was made by nature and we can blame ourselves i guess on how it's fabricated how it's installed how it's maintained you know et cetera, et cetera. but we can't blame the stone itself but what we can do is we can blame a particular stone for a particular application. And here we're using limestone as our beating, uh, you know, limestones in wet areas, in my opinion, and I, I've shared this opinion, uh, have gotten this opinion, I should say, from a lot of installers out there, should not be used generally in uh, shower wet areas. And, you know, you'll even see, if you look on some of the uh, distributors' websites, when they, they list a particular type of uh, type of limestone, it may say not applicable for wet areas or, or steam, steam shower areas, even if it's installed properly, even if you, let's say I'm going to set it with epoxy as opposed to setting it in mortar, you're still going to get issues with that stone because the stone itself can actually be a problem. So I, I'm getting off track here. But so when it comes to this classification system, the ABCD classification system, that's not a quality system. It's a soundness system designed to tell fabricators and those of us that work in this material what we need to do. However, because of that reason, you get into the, the C and D materials. They're very porous. They have a lot of fills in them. They have a lot of uh, you know, natural cracks or fissures, if you will. And they become very susceptible to absorption of moisture and more appropriately, more uh, susceptible to vapor, which is, is what really, really causes, causes a problem. Not to mention the iron oxidation uh, uh, you know, staining, et cetera, et cetera. Another material, and this is this is where you need to understand your geology, guys, and that is, you know, a lot of the marbles that are sold in the United States today are actually limestones. 
the very few of the so-called quote-unquote marbles that we are dealing with are actually true marbles. White Carrera is a true marble. Thassos White is a true marble. But many of the materials that we, we look at every day as marble are actually limestones. An example being Negro Marquina, you know, that black and white marble from, from Spain. Uh, Rojo Alicante, that reddish-colored so-called marble, is really a limestone. Cream of Marfil, that's a limestone. I mentioned travertine. A lot of people confuse travertine with marble. It's not. It's a true limestone. So um, be very, very careful. And, uh, you know, we all know necromarquina. If you don't know, I'm going to tell you necromarquina is a very soft material. It scratches very, very easily. Um, has a lot of organic matter in it. Those of you guys that restore this material know when you start grinding on necromarquina, you end up getting that sulfur smell. Uh, that That's the organic material coming out in, in that material. Is that material is totally inappropriate for a high traffic area. And I've seen that used in, in office buildings that are very, very high traffic, which is, is good news for you guys that are doing restoration work because you're going to be in there on a real frequent basis, you know, honing that out. But eventually it's going to wear. It's going to wear down to where you're going to see the thin set, the thin set through it. So uh, on the floor, floor especially, and I've seen it used in the showers too, and I would not recommend that material in a shower. So I know this is kind of bold and, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, I'm one that I, I don't care. Uh, I'm just saying I like it is. I, I have the backup. I have the, the, the scientific uh, evidence that shows, you know, why in most cases this material shouldn't be used. Now, if anyone agrees with me, if anyone disagrees with me, you know, please give me a call. Uh, I'd be happy to discuss it with you. It's 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. So, we have talked about this next uh, topic when it comes to use of stone and, and, uh, and other shows with, with my, my buddy Pablo, and that is the white Carrara being used in shower pans, uh, and you get that, that, that dark moisture staining that occurs. And I'm not going to go into it, but you know, go back and look at those two. Uh, I think there was two or three interviews that I, that I did with Pablo. He's also published an article recently in Tile Letter that describes the whole thing. So uh, definitely, definitely check check that out because it, that that's an issue. And as a matter of fact, just today I got a a, 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 a photograph sent uh, to me from a contractor in Texas that, that showed the same issue. And he was like, are the weep holes clogged? Well, yeah, it's possible. The weep holes are clogged. I mean, that, that can back up, but it could be that wasn't installed properly, but uh, I'm not saying that's an inappropriate material per se, because you know, mar- that's a true marble, but how it's installed is an issue. And today's topic is not installation failures. It's, it's the inappropriate use of certain types of stones in certain situations. So what other situations are we talking about? Well, if you're a fabricator um, and you're selling people granite, do they want a granite bar top outside around their pool or outside exposed to the sun? Well, the problem with that is, and I've gone over this in previous shows as well, is that a lot of the granites that we are bringing into the United States, including some of the domestic materials, contain resin. And these resins are polyester resins, and they're not UV-stable. So what happens is you fabricate a nice countertop for someone. It's placed outside as a table or a bar top or in a swimming pool, around a swimming pool, or wherever. It's exposed to the sun, direct sunlight. Over time, it will either discolor. Some of them will actually lighten. And then over time, what will happen is it will become very brittle. And, you know, polyesters are, you know, last last week we did a show with Bonstone uh, discussing some of these properties of 
you know, polyesters, epoxies, et cetera. And if you haven't heard that, you need to go back and listen to it because we do talk about the polyesters being not only UV sensitive, but also moisture sensitive. So even though we can have a granite that might be appropriate for an exterior situation by injecting resins into that granite, uh, you now make that granite unsuitable for that type of environment. Now, what about showers? I have to, to date, I haven't seen a lot of failures with granite used in, uh, that are, I should say, resin granite used in showers as an issue. But I do foresee that being an, being an issue and being a problem uh, in the near future. And if anyone has seen that, I, you know, I'd really like you to uh, either send me a, an instant message real quick here or uh, or a telephone call. And uh, let, let's discuss that and see what, what, what you have what you have seen. All right. What else can we talk about when it comes to where to use this material? Um, of course, we're seeing a trend right now, or at least I'm seeing a trend with using, you know, marble in kitchens. You know, you'll have an, a nice kitchen with a marble island, a, say a white Carrara marble island, and then you have a, you know, a granite countertop on the L shape or, or the rest of the countertop. And, you know, that's okay. I, I'm not saying that's not appropriate, but you have to warn your customer that that's going to be an issue with food. It's going to be an issue with cutting on it. It's going to be an issue with acidic foods, I should say. You know, anything's going, going to etch it unless you use something like the uh, like in or one of those similar pro- products on there. It's going to be an issue. So it comes down to guys, especially if you're an installer, is to research the material that your customer wants to use and you know, educate them. You know, tell them you know that this material may not be appropriate, or if it if it is, this is going to be a high maintenance issue. This is what's going to happen to this material. And of course, this is an all stone. I'm not trying to be negative. Well, I guess I am negative in a way, but I'm really not trying to be negative here. But I mean, that that's an issue you run into, and I see these failures all the time. So, as an installer, you know, what do you do? Let, let's let's take an example or two. Suppose you have a customer that just went out and bought thousands of dollars worth of a particular material. And let's go ahead and use limestone again. They, they, they bought all this limestone. They got a great deal on it. And now they want their entire bathroom done. They, you know, they want the floors, they want the walls, they want their steam shower done. You know, what do you do? Like example number one, uh, do you say anything? And my answer to that would be, yes, you do. Uh, the second thing would be, you know, you explain to your customer, you know, why this isn't an appropriate material. I've actually posted a blog on my blog site that describes uh, this, uh, what I just listed as far as limestone goes and why you shouldn't use uh, limestone in general uh, in a shower. And uh, if they insist and you'll get customers, hey, listen, I just spent all this money on this material. I want to use it. I don't care. You're, you, I hired you. You're the installer. Go ahead and use it. What you want to do, guys and ladies, is put a disclaimer in your contract. Put a disclaimer in there, document that you told the customer. I would even go as far as putting a separate disclaimer together that states something to the effect like I've advised, and, and this is not legal terminology, obviously, but you know, I, I advise you that this particular type of limestone I believe is not suitable for this particular installation because of point A, point B, point C, point D, which we discussed a few minutes ago, and have you sign it and have them sign it. That way, if you ever get sued or they come back to you and say, hey, you know, you did a crappy installation, this material is falling apart, it's all your fault, you've got something to go back on. And, uh, I mean, 
I know it's not a legal term, but I like to call it, I told you so clause. Uh, so, and, and I used to have this, the saying to my, my guys when I sent them out on the job is that you can tell a customer once, you can tell it to them twice. You actually have to tell that customer six different times and put it in writing before it sinks in. And it doesn't always, it doesn't always sink in. So, you know, a, a disclaimer is, is extremely important. So there, there are areas that certain stones should not be used. So again, if you have a comment, you have a, a uh, an argument, that's fine. Uh, if you have agree with me, that's fine as well. Then give me a call, 323-870-3968. And we'll be back right after this. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F SkinProtection.com to learn more. Are you tired of lugging dozens of stain removal chemicals around to remove stains from stone, tile, or concrete? Did you know you only need three chemicals to remove almost any stain? From organic stains to inorganic stains, Dr. Fred's Ultimate Stain Removal Kit is all you need. The kit contains three reagents and includes a detailed ebook on how to remove almost any stain. So if you're trying to remove difficult ink or rust or simply coffee and other food stains, this kit is all you need. To order, contact Dr. Fred at 321-514-6845. One kit is $69.95 plus shipping. Alrighty, folks, we're back. You know, speaking of stains, you know, one of the questions I get all the time, and I, I know I had mentioned about uh, contains iron, will stain. Well, you know, white Carraras, a lot of the Carrara marbles uh, also contain iron. They don't look like they do, but when exposed to a lot of moisture, uh, they will uh, begin to oxidize. And we see that a lot with uh, with the white materials, particularly in, in, in steam showers again. Um, once those stains occur, they are very, very difficult to remove. And, and that being said, the reason why is, remember, that's part of the makeup of that particular stone. So you can attempt it. You can try one of the stain kits uh, to try to remove that stain. But chances are, even if you're successful at it, it, it as long as you continue to have that moisture, uh, you're, going to, you're going, to have a, going to have a problem. All right. The other material I wanted to mention is soapstone. And uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, some people using using soapstone. And, of course, there's there's some issues with soapstone. And that is uh, it's it's a very soft material. It scratches very, very easily. So, you know, would I use that in a kitchen? Uh, I would as long as I told my customer that it's very soft, that it, that will scratch. That the, the advantage of soapstone is it's very dense. It doesn't stain very, very easily. You know, you guys ever had a chemistry class or, you know, a biology class, uh, a lab you know, in the labs and the biology labs and chemistry labs have that black countertop, that's soapstone. 
So that, that soapstone is, is, is very resistant to chemicals. It's very dense. It doesn't stain very easily, but it's extremely soft. It's basically a, a talc, and, and talc you can almost scratch uh, with your fingernails. So you want to want to be careful when it comes to uh, comes to actually using soapstone itself. Now, some of the engineered materials, of course, um, you know, we're really talking about natural stone here, but uh, some of the engineered materials uh, contain polyester resins, so they shouldn't be used when they're exposed to UV light as well. So you want to be exact. You want to be very careful in in recommending any of the the engineered uh, engineered materials. Uh, and of course, we talked about on, on one show the difference between quartz surfaces and quartz site. Uh, there are a lot of materials out there uh, that uh, actually quartz sites, if they're not resin, are can, can be used in exterior and they they are appropriate. Uh, but the quartz surfaces, which are your engineered stones, uh, cannot be used in, in those materials. Uh, oh, getting back to um, uh, real quickly is, and I, again, we talked about this with a lot of these materials being out there, super white. Those of you that work with, with stone know what super white is, is being sold as a quartzite. And there's a lot of materials, uh, especially coming out of Brazil right now, that are quartzites, or I, I should say they're not quartzites. They're being sold as quartzites, but they're actually marble. And they etch and they scratch. So the general rule of thumb is if they etch and if they scratch, it's probably not a quartzite. It's probably a marble. And again, I have a whole entire article written on that. It's on my blog site. And uh, we've actually done uh, one, of, one of the shows here as well. All right, folks, that's the only uh, complaining I'm going to do for, for this week's show. If you've got a comment, you know, please uh, send me an email at fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. So we've got a lot of exciting shows coming up uh, this, this next couple of shows. So make sure you, you tune in. So, again, folks, thanks for listening. Until next time. Keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, NB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESP sales.net that's esp sales.net thank you tough skin one of our gold sponsors marble etches and stains tough skin guarantees it will not tough skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the usa with a proprietary stone laminate products they protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more.